some good things happen. Some wonderful things. One of those good things is springing forward and getting more sunshine in our life. We're going to be talking about that today. The other good thing that happens is this podcast. You got yours truly, the management, Michael Loftus, and across the country in an undisclosed location, as always, is the Liberty Gypsy, a.k.a. the Gimlet. How you doing today? I'm doing fine, except I do not like losing an hour. Oh, screws me up for a week. Uh, it's this one I'm okay with. You get that weird feeling like, oh, something feels a bit off, but ultimately this is the way it should be. This is the way it should be. Just stop messing Just with the stop clocks. Now. Yes, this is it. Listen, the earth is on a tilt. As we make our big journey around the sun, the days naturally get shorter. They did this experiment with, oh, let's move the clocks back and all pretend that this and that and this. They thought they would save energy. They thought it would work in World War II and World War One and blah, 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 blah. It, it doesn't. It saves zero energy. It's a relic of big government decisions. And it was a bad decision. You know, they tried it. It was an experiment. It doesn't work. And to all those people who are like, I love that extra hour in the winter. I cannot handle it. I cannot handle the sun going down at 345. Like seasonal depression is real depression's already a big thing in the states and in globally but when you start just racking up the the hours and hours and hours of darkness it bums people out like right now i swear it feels like i just did did some molly it feels like i'm rolling on x i'm so happy like the sun's not going to go down to, i think sun the sun sets at like 6.30 tonight, and it just gives me a boner. Like, I am I am ready. I'm so, I'm just bouncing off the walls with happiness. And that's good. I need it. Because so much horrible crap is happening. You know what I, I mean? know. It's like, Except, it's like we're uh, in an avalanche of horribleness. But, but no, I want to hear your exception. You're saying, except what? I'm a sunrise girl. Mm-hmm. So when I woke up at seven o'clock this morning and it was still dark, I was pissed. <laughs> well, I like to drink my coffee, watch the sun come up. I hear you. Now I'm a sunset guy. I'm a. I think it's from my years of doing. Uh, well, for, first I guess it's just who I am. But then after years of being on the road and working in clubs and traveling and mm-hmm. there's something exciting. It's a weird thing. I'm so glad we're talking about this. To me, this is highly interesting. Like, the sun going down, to me, is almost like the starter's pistol. Like, once the sun goes down, like, you can have fun all day. And then once the sun goes down, that's like, kabang, now we're taking it to another level. Now, it's still warm out, but it's dark, and what are you going to do? I'm going to go to a club, I'm going to tell some jokes. Then after that, we're going to go have some cocktails, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to go out dancing. It's all of it. It's all of it. I love those long days at the beach, getting that sunshine on you. Then the sun goes down. Ooh, then I got a couple shows to do at a club. And then I'm going to go to my butt. It's, I just, I, all of it, all of it. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan. I mean, it really, it, it, it helps my mood immensely. And I've, I've gone back and I've, I've weighed 
the options. Like I went to the doctor when I was still living in Ohio, I went to the doctor about this, about like, I just get so bummed out because I thought that seasonal affective disorder was just all madness. And he goes, you know what? Try doing this. He goes, go to a tanning bed, go to a tanning bed. Don't go to get a tan, but just go to get a blast of that, 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 that UV light or whatever, whatever, like the power of the sun. And so I started doing that, you know, just to get me through and like, and now you know, working on this show and doing stand up and blah 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 and being in New York, like this this was like a legit winter. This was like back in the days of yore growing up as a pup in Ohio. And this one was a rough one. So I'm stoked about summer and it's it's really a great like shot in the arm for me right now. Just like recharge my energy, stay in the fight. We're doing some organizing now. At uh, the Loftus Party Facebook page and at theloftusparty.com. I'm really, really, really focused on getting people fired up. We've got, I think we're at 36,000 people now on the Facebook page. And we're doing the live streams. And we're not going to do it every week. I mean, I'll do the live streams every week. But every once in a while, there's going to be a call to action. There's going to be like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to share this message. We're going to get a hold of our senators. We're going to do an email blast. We're going to pick up the phone and make phone calls. And, and we're going to let people know what's important. And if we, if, the, if there's candidates that we need to support, we're going to support those candidates. But I'm we're going to be uh, – I, I liken it to like, uh, like Muhammad Ali. We're not going to fight all the time. But when we do, we're going to – we're going to destroy. I'm excited about that. So uh, – now we'll get into uh, why we're doing all this stuff. And, of course, we're going to be helping people. We're going to be raising money for charities. We're going to be helping out vets. All that good. It's, and we're going we're gonna to have a blast. We're going to let you know where the best beaches are and, uh, and how to make the – I found a recipe for the best air fryer chicken wings gimlet. I put it at the website. Maybe, maybe that will be on later with what's on the web with Paul. I don't know. But it's, it's a very exciting time. And we got to get excited. We got to get fired up, and we got to keep our elected representatives focused. Because and then now we're going to launch into it. Here comes the meat and potatoes, of the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is where it could all get very nasty. Because uh, I know you're. I can. Fired I, can up. I can let go of the bungee cords holding me down to my chair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this. Uh, let's just go. Let's just launch into it. This. The stimulus bill. I know you're pissed off. I'm. I'm livid. I'm 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 livid about this. Can, I want to hear your take. First of all, for the first time in history, the taxpayer is bailing out multi-employer unions. Eighty-six billion dollars. That's more than we're spending on vaccines. Yeah. Second, with the bailouts, Florida and Georgia are being punished with the new calculation. So we How actually so? get. Are, because they put in the formula a um, an element of the unemployment rate, and because we didn't hold our economies closed, and we have relatively low unemployment rates, in addition to rainy day funds, and we're budget budgetarily responsible, we don't run deficits, right? Mm -hmm. Georgia loses the most; it's something like one point two trillion dollars in federal funding. 
Well, and then Florida's next at like 1.06 or something. I'd have to pull up the actual sheet. But we are literally being penalized for allowing people to live and exercise their God-given rights and not killing nearly as many people as they did in New York, New Jersey. I, I mean, it's just, it's insane. So I think this sets us back. I, 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 I'm... There's going to be a lot of hyperbole here, you guys, but it is, to me, it's a, it's a purely emotional argument. It's a, it's a purely emotional argument because the American taxpayer, the American, the majority of people, you know, we're, we're, we're good people. And they're like, Hey, we need 15 days to flatten the curve. Okay. So everybody's like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Now it's turned into a year and there was not enough relief for Americans. If, if the government says, Hey, do me a favor. Don't work. Don't make any money. The bills don't stop. The bills don't stop. They're supposed to, but the way we handled it, the bills didn't stop. So no one put together an effective strategy of here's how to get a little bit of dough to Americans to, to pay for stuff. Or on the conversely, they didn't say here's a way to make the bills stop. They, they did neither. So we were just kind of left to fend for ourselves. And then you had, you know, the first stimulus bill. And that was a messy, sloppy disaster. But it was better than nothing. So everybody kind of, you know, we were just taking it in the pants on that one. What Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats did with this last one was so criminal, so criminal. And to hold it off because they didn't want Trump to get credit. So that to me was that that I, I, I hit a different gear. That's that's for real, you guys. That is let them eat cake. That is an elitist saying your life does not matter. I don't care if you live or die. I don't want to go off too bad on this. But here's the way they market this thing. They go, hey, Americans, you've been struggling. Uh, who wants 1400 bucks? And of course, everybody's hand goes up. You can't blame somebody. For, you want 1400 bucks? Hell yes, I want 1400 bucks. They go, okay, we're going to give everybody 1400 bucks. Here it comes. Then it's got this huge price tag on it. Now, I've heard people go, it's, it's, it's only 9% of the spending, or it's only 10% of the spending. And then there's been pushback mm -hmm. and fact checks about that. Let's just say this. It's not even close to the entire bill. And so what the American people were just tricked into doing, and what Nancy Pelosi so shrewdly did, and all the Democrats so shrewdly did, and, and Republicans, it's a messaging thing, man. It, 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 you're going to have a hard time fighting $1,400 of free stuff. But the breakdown is this. We don't have the money. We got to borrow the money. So now it goes on to the debt and we got to all pay it back. So if, print you, it. If, if you break it down, you see, when you say or print it, mm -hmm. that goes to the Democrats. Then that tells people don't, don't worry. You got here's the, here's the message. The government's giving you 1400 bucks. You got to pay that back. You owe them 5,700 bucks at mm -hmm. least. That's the message. You got ripped off. It's like, it, it's like one of those check cashing schemes. It's like a loan shark. It's a fraud. It's you, you got hoodwinked. If it was a carnival game, they'd shut it down. You would not take this deal. If the Republicans could have got together and just message this, they're going to give you 1,400 bucks. You got to pay back fifty seven hundred, and that's being that's uh, that that's being uh, generous, because that's that's everybody. That's like if you just divide it amongst all Americans. If you divide it against 
uh, who pays taxes, who pays into the federal uh, federal taxes, it goes up to like eleven thousand bucks. So America, do you want that deal? I'm going to give you fourteen hundred bucks, but then you're going to owe me eleven thousand. Nobody would want it. Nobody. But instead, you've got these mixed messages. You got Republicans on TV talking about Pepe Le Pew. We all love Pepe, but like legitimately. America just got uh, just got blasted in the booty. We took it hard on that one. And then the fun doesn't stop there. Yeah, we bailed. We're bailing out California and their pensions. We're bailing out New York. We're bailing out all these other states and states like Georgia, like you were talking about. They're getting screwed. So here's the deal. So for these horrible policies that were put in place in California and in New York and they were failing, they were failing, they were failing. But now here we come. And the American taxpayer is going to bail them out. So they can now pretend for the next few years that these policies are good. Finally, we're getting some money into the schools. Finally, we can help. And they're going to bail out all these horrible programs that are just socialism and communism light. And they can claim that they work. And that is bad for the future of this country. I've never, I've never wanted to move to a new state so bad i'm talking we got we got to rally we got to rally now we got we got another uh year and a half of this minimum yeah and they're not gonna wait they're not gonna pump the brakes pelosi she knows how hard it was to get obamacare through they are they are not waiting i was so i had a whole different video ready to go uh, I did a. We're going to talk about uh, Biden's speech here in a moment because that's another one. That one, that one was rich, but at least it's good for a laugh. But the, the stimulus bill and and all the other stuff, like Pelosi knows, she had to move heaven and earth to get Obamacare through, and Obamacare not healthy for our democracy, not healthy for de- developing new technologies, not healthy for making treatments cheaper and more affordable in the long run. Not helpful. So they're going to. Decent health care either because yeah. I mean if you, not if you just stop. look what happened with COVID and the medications doctors were all of a sudden allowed and not allowed to talk about I mean because of things like Obamacare Medicare Medicaid we literally had doctors being told what they can and can't prescribe that's FDA approved that has never happened in the history of the world that's that should be terrifying it is terrifying. And like, where is that message? I'm watching, listen, and here's what drove me crazy. Here's what drove me crazy. It's the day after, like, Sleepy Joe signed it. This is a momentous day for all of America. And they're happier than nope. pigs and shit because it's, nope. it's, it's, a, it's a huge giant wave of socialism. And then there's another wave after that and another wave after that. It's going to be relentless. I think after so. it's passed into law, after it's passed into law, You've got a parade of Republicans on TV going, well, when Americans find out what's in the stimulus bill, dude, Tell that, that, sh- that ship has sailed. You should have been t- you should have been saying that for weeks and weeks and weeks. But instead, you're up there talking to me. Oh, now. OK, it's a law. OK, so we're going to have to nitpick that. We are have to go after that in two years. We're going to have to rip it all down. And some of you congressmen and senators are going to have to fall on your sword because careers will end. But we're talking about saving the nation. People are going to be like, you're taking well, that program away. We have to end it. And we have to be, we have to be ready to fight on House Resolution 1. 
Like the 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 stimulus bill, that ship has sailed. We got to rally, rally, rally to stop this these huge changes in in our uh, election process. I honestly believe that will not get a single Republican vote. It doesn't not matter. One. The stimulus bill didn't get a single Republican well, vote. Well, but they did that through reconciliation, which doesn't require sixty in the Senate. As long as we hold firm and we don't lose the filibuster, HR one's going nowhere. Well, they're coming for the filibuster. Oh, and guess what else is going on, America? They're coming hardcore for the guns. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it's like it's like we were skiing on a ski slope, and uh, all of a sudden, the avalanche started, and we are in the biggest avalanche. It's like a a giant tumbler of communism, socialism, horrible policies, and and like everything is on the line. This last this last election. And we, I don't even want to get into it. I'm not even going to get into the whole, uh, the voting system was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Mail-in ballots are bad. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. This HR1 is horrible. And they're, and they're, they're making, they're going after the second amendment at the same time. And they're not dealing it's like with China. like drinking from a fire hose. Yes. And they're not dealing with China at the same time. And, mm-hmm. and the, the focus on our military. And it's like, we are the the fundamentals and this this critical race theory is everywhere so it's too bad but here's what there's a there's a there's a a void in in the GOP leadership and it's not going to be Mitch McConnell uh I don't think it's going to be Marco Rubio but you need you need that field general to go okay we're going to next the the, the step we're going to do now is we're going to rally for uh, against House Resolution One, and then you guys, while we're doing that, you go, you go after the Second Amendment, make sure we're fine there, and they don't get the guns, they don't get the ammo, and they don't pass these these insane legislative things about oh you have to have an insurance, blah blah blah. It, so you need someone in charge. I feel like there's no one in charge. Like Mitch McConnell's kind of doing stuff. These other guys are Mark Meadows is kind of doing stuff and everybody's just kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of. And they keep talking about and and, they, and you got the freaking border crisis going on at the same time. Here, let me ask you this. Well, let me ask you this. This is a, this is a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. So I had this I had this idea. If you were a rancher in Texas by the border, couldn't you invite somebody's National Guard to come and do training exercises on your ranch? Hey, you guys want to practice your campouts? Hey, you guys want to you want to practice how you land a uh, a helicopter in the middle of a field? You could use my ranch. Uh, yeah, you could, except they can't do anything. They could fly around and shine spotlights and point oh. out bad guys. And then you'd have to have like mm-hmm. you'd have to like that. You'd have a half a you'd have to have a group like a. The, those guardian angel dudes in New York. You'd have to have like a volunteer. You'd have to have a, a like a local militia who went out there with with guns and like, yeah, we're just camping out on this rancher's property. National Guard's here. We're we're practicing our target shooting. Ooh, citizens arrest. I'm legitimately advocating for that. Well, I mean, Governor um, Abbott has sent Texas resources, the Rangers, and and whatever else, and I think. I remember a statistic that I heard during the Obama years, Texas spent billions of dollars on border security 
to do what is essentially a federal responsibility. So, I mean, Texas taxpayers um, are footing the bill for border security because the governors of Texas are like, wait a minute. <laughs> this so, is the one. Go ahead. There, I wrote a piece based on an interview with a man named Jason James. Where he can is the people former- read this? They can read it at PJ Media, but the the problem, the thing is, he is the former chief of border intelligence, and what he is talking about is we literally have a failed state to our south, and that yes, the immigration, the people part is awful, and there's you know there's things to be said there, but we literally have a parallel government in the Mexican cartels in Mexico, and they are doing things that, like, the politicians don't even understand. Here's what I want to do. And, like, and to me, it's just like, this is my backyard garage, just the dude view on politics. And it's why the wall was such an easy sell to the American people. I just want to get a boatload of patriots down there. I want to get, I want to get a bunch of gun clubs down there. I want to get some National Guard people down there. I just want some obstacle to just cruising across the border. I want them to think, ooh, we better not do that here. There's a bunch of people on the other side of the river. There may be violence. We need to be prepared for that. But I would much rather just some kind of deterrent. Okay, and I want to say this as we get out of this break and go to commercial and come back. We are we're going to talk about Biden's speech and all the all other and 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 all other forms of insanity. But I, I would I would ask the the GOP leadership and Republicans stop doing this, please for the love of God stop doing this. There's a crisis at the border, and Joe Biden won't call it a crisis. Why won't he call it a crisis? That focus right there is some loser bullshit. There's no pot of gold at that. Do you think all of a sudden if you, oh, we're going to shame Joe Biden into uttering the word crisis. Do you think that's going to fucking change anything? No. no. I'll tell you what I want to do no. in the next segment. It won't change anything. Making Joe Biden say the word crisis doesn't do shit. Making Obama say the word terrorism on national TV didn't change anything. Remember, ooh, oh, he won't say the word terrorism. Big woo. Big woo. The pro- fix the problem. Fix the problem. Fix the problem. Okay, what are you looking forward to in the next segment? Oh, I'm going to give you what I want the Republicans to do at the border. Ooh, all right. That's going to be a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. And then the gimlet is going to give her advice to the GOP. I'm on needles and pins. Uh, Tired of 
paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Welcome back, everybody. As promised, we have... Oh, oh, I'm doing a... It's a double cliffhanger. Later on in the show, we got What's on the Web with Paul. A very, very good one this week. I'm just going to say that. However, we got to pay this one off. I was spouting off about what the GOP needs to do. Then Gimlet chimed in. She's like, here's what I want to see him do. Boom. Let her rip, baby. The GOP needs to start being comfortable making the emotional argument. So right now we have about a thousand kids sitting in adult jail cells waiting to go to HSS facilities. I need some Republican woman to go pull an AOC and take pictures of those kids. (laughs) And start crying all over social media. Oh my gosh, yes, we used... We used chain link fencing to partition a warehouse for children, but they actually have them in jail cells. Yeah. These yeah. kids are sitting in cells with the with a concrete bed, a public toilet, and the lights stay on 24 hours a day. They are it's... adult detention centers. Here's Here's the commercial that I want to see. Here's the commercial I want to see for like crisis at the border. Stop the, I want to see uh, uh, a bunch of uh, illegals coming out of the facility and uh, one of them sweating like crazy. And then he starts coughing and his cough, you'd have to animate it. But his little cough is like a little cloud and it goes over and it goes in everyone else's faces. Then you get that guy, he's on a gray house bus. Now he's really coughing like crazy and the bus is just full of this cloud of COVID and he's sneezing and and then he's just and then you just pan out to to America and you don't know where this guy is going but the little just cloud of infection is going everywhere like they're telling us they're telling us covid's everywhere you got to lock down we're going to get into Biden's speech about it here in a moment well, but the they're telling secretary- us it's everywhere it's everywhere and in the meantime they're letting everyone across the border they're not testing them for this coronavirus and they're letting them go god knows where private companies like the bus company can test them there's like 108 people the other day in one day 108 people had come across the border they all tested positive they got the rona they got the wuhan and they're going to god knows where and they can't contain them 
That's a national security threat. Now, well, literally, literally, Joe Biden and his policies, he's trying to kill Americans. That's how you frame that. Well, this is why I love Peter Ducey. Mm-hmm. He is my favorite one in the White House press briefings because he asks Jen Circleback Saki a question and he just hangs on to it like a dog with a bone. He's good. And he asked her, um, what does the administration have to say about illegal immigrants testing positive for COVID at twice the rate nationally? Yeah. She had no answer. None. No. And the other thing you have to understand is the cost to cross is going up. The cartels own the whole thing. We literally have people from Central South America coming across the border and, and holding debt bondage, which means they owe the cartels money. Yeah. If you think that is not going to increase violence in some of our major cities where there's members of the cartel ready to collect, you're insane. There is a thing, uh, and it's and it's global. It's been around for a super, super, super long time, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years, uh, indentured servitude, right? You ask, mm-hmm. you, you, you need passage to the new world, or, oh, we, I got to get my family to, to Italy, wherever the hell it is. And mm-hmm. so the people who own the boats, and they can get to the, here's what we're going to charge you. We're going to charge you, you know, a couple thousand doubloons or whatever. Uh, and then the interest rate's going to be rolling on that. So you got to pay us back so much every month, you know, or it's going to go up, 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 up. Or you and used to, to make work. sure, And to make sure you don't run out on that, we know where your family is. Mm-hmm. We, we know that the family that you left behind. So if you're late on mm-hmm. a payment, we're going to start taking fingers off of grandma. <laughs> and, yep. and and it's horrible. And then you get people that... that the they do it for, with Chinese immigrants all the time. You'll always see them. They came to America. They were forced to work in this shop, and all of their income from working at the shop went to pay back their travel and blah 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 and the smugglers the nail and all this. salons. Yeah, and if you don't, yeah, and if you don't pay it back, they go after your family. Now, where where this is huge, also oddly enough is in the hockey game. You get these great hockey players from Russia, and they come to play for the States, and then all of a sudden these goons, these mobsters in Russia, is like, you left mom and dad behind. Listen, you're going to give us X amount of uh, your paycheck to make sure mom and dad are safe. And that's just, they're hardcore, and they mean it. And if you don't think that the drug cartels in Mexico mean it, if you don't think the drug cartels are getting the information... Like you want to, you want to go to a, you want to go across the border of Texas. Okay, what's your name? Where you're from? Put it in this. They're they're getting emails. They have a numbering they're, system. They got a giant database. They got a numbering system, and according to um, smugglers who work for the cartels that are debriefed at the border, that number, unique number, means the cartel has. That person's personally identifying information to include whatever ID they might be carrying on them at the time, the contact information for the people in the home country, and the address of where they're going. And they confirm all that using that migrant's cell phone. It is is a losing, losing, losing proposition all the way around. And then... In the when you think about the the long term, like 
yes, we're a nation of immigrants. Yes, yes, yes. We're, and we're very generous. We let in about a million people a year. If we want to talk about how many people we're allowed to let in legally and wait in line, I'll have that debate. I'll have that discussion. But I could make the solid argument that the people who are leaving these countries, the people who are leaving El Salvador and Guatemala and these Central and South America and they're leaving Mexico, those are the motivated people. Those are the people who want a better life. Those are the people who you need to encourage to stay and make changes and start their own little revolutions. They don't have guns. You'd, you'd be much better off. You'd be much better off welcoming these people at the border, getting them in a facility, making sure they're healthy, and then asking them, do you want a shotgun and a handgun or do you want a long rifle and a handgun? Or do you want, you know, like, here, here you go. You're going to get two weapons and then we're going to put you on a cruise ship and we're going to send you back. And you have to train your friends how to use them. Oh, and here's a copy of our Constitution. We would highly recommending this. When you start your own government, I'm I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. You know, it's like the motivated people. How many motivated people can we take at one point? At what point when you drive around L.A. and you see the traffic, when you drive around New York and you see the traffic, how many people do we need in our country? How many how many do we want? We're taking a million a year. This many people die. Blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, we it, we. We're taking the best of the best. We're taking the motivated from everybody's country. And I think we'd better off long term if these people would would stick around and make their countries better. Hey, they're doing something right in Costa Rica. You never hear, like, how are they running it? How are they running it down there? Well, you never hear about illegal immigrants from Costa Rica. How about Guatemala? We send some people. Hey, how about you immigrate to Costa Rica? Figure out what they're doing right. Go back to your hometown. We can't solve everybody. Have you've been to Costa well, Rica, right? Now, you scuba the dive there. I haven't been to Costa Rica. No, I've been. Oh, you to, haven't. I've been to Honduras, off the coast on Roatan. I've been Ooh. to Dominican Republic. I went after. I went after a military coup and an earthquake. I didn't care. Um, <laughs> the price was incredible. Well, we never landed. No, we booked it a year in advance, and we never landed in the mainland. We went straight from Houston to Roatan. So That's hilarious. Yeah, no, like my mother calls. She's like, there was an earthquake and they're having a coup. I'm like, I'm on an island. <laughs> <laughs> I want to so go. So we went. Um, I want to go to Costa Rica. Ed. <laughs> no, we Costa Rica is definitely on the list. We've been to Dominican. We've been to Cayman Brac and Little Cayman. We've been to St. George's Cay and Honduras. So those were all of our favorites. Yeah. That's great. Why Do you have any... This is so off track because we got to talk about the Biden speech. But um, you're you are you're a scuba uh, person. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Do you have any plans for this year to to go somewhere and, and do some scuba? Um, I can only do because of uh, my accident. <laughs> I can only do um, shore diving now. Okay. So we we haven't really looked at that. We're probably because I am limited. To either what they call black tie diving, where I get in the water and then they hand me all my equipment and I put it on, yeah. or to shore diving. Um, we want to make sure if I go shore diving that the pressure from the um, the BC and the tank and everything isn't too much on my neck. 
Gotcha. Because I did jump off a boat. We went to Dominican and go scuba diving and immediately like almost re-injured my neck Ooh. and had to get treatments when I came home. And yeah. uh, the doctor looked at me and goes, were you in another accident? Because I only see pain like this with whiplash. I'm like, not exactly. Oof. And he said, he said, what did you do? And I told him, he's like, yep, you got to feeling too good and you think you're invincible. You're not. So aye, I, have aye, to, aye. I have to tailor my diving now. I, uh, I was watching this video and I'm so jealous. I mean, not. If I were you, I'd 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 try to plan a, uh, a trip and just do that thing like where you just walk in the ocean, blah blah blah. Don't do that trauma on your neck. Protect yourself. But oh my gosh, I'm so ready to travel. I'm so ready to do snorkeling. I'm so ready to try scuba diving. I'm so ready to go go go. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. But and this is my transition. We'll see if Sleepy Joe will allow it from that speech from Wait. that. Beach. I sat there and I'm like, do you have any idea how stupid you sound to people that live in Georgia and Florida? <laughs> like you, you're you going to let me gather with a few people on Fourth of July? I was with 150 people shooting things in the sky last year. I, there was just so much about it. That was like, okay, so I was writing. I, I missed the whole thing. So now it's like uh, midnight, and I'm like, as as I usually do, right around midnight, I'm like, oh, I'll check out and see what Tucker's talking about tonight that no one else is talking about. And so Tucker goes, oh, we got the president coming live. So I'm like, oh, I'll watch the speech. Really bad idea to watch this speech. Because <laughs> right then you couldn't bed. sleep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm picking my jaw up off the floor, trying to reattach it, only to have it fall and hit the floor again. I'm bouncing off the walls just with disbelief. He literally, and I did a video about it. I did a video about it, and it's it's doing pretty well on the YouTubes. But just the the rewriting of history, the audacity, the the overreach, all of it. He makes it sound like they're like, oh, COVID hit, and boy, there was nothing. There was no reaction. There was nobody reacted. We had nothing. But then Kamala and I, we got out our, our chemistry kits, and Kamala and I, like, he made it sound like they invented the vaccine, that there was no plan, like, that Operation Warp Speed never even happened. And you're like, what are you even what? talking about? And then it hit that, new, that, that, that other gear. Now he's talking about... Um, by May, all Americans will be eligible for a vaccine, okay? And then, uh, so, that changes nothing, though. That changes nothing, right? So, all these vaccines are going to go out, but still, we might have to lock down again, you guys. I need all of you. I need all of you. We might have to lock down. But if you play your cards right, maybe, maybe, the carrot he was dangling was maybe... There's a slight chance if we all just submit to the will of the uh, federal government, maybe I'll let you have a chance to perhaps have a barbecue with some friends with masks on for, for the 4th of July. I, I could not believe what I was hearing. This I just is, laughed. Oh, I literally laughed out loud. It's, like, it was absurd. Who the hell do you think you are, Cornhusk? Yes. It's just 
<laughs> that, was, that was just it for him. No, no, that's very telling. It's very telling that he felt empowered to even float that balloon. That he, that in an address to the nation, many people looked at that speech and they were like, yeah, that's perfect. We should tell them that. I'm going to tell you the truth, American, uh, America. You you do what I say, do exactly what I say, and maybe I'll let you do this. That is a level of disconnect that is not healthy. That is the that is the ruling class. That is the elites telling uh, the serfs out toiling in the fields. You know what? Maybe no, 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 no. We these 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 people need a giant reality check. A giant reality check. We need people in the streets, and not just in. Uh, Georgia and Florida and Texas and Mississippi and South Dakota, people like stop listening. Just stop listening to this madness. Wear two masks. <laughs> it's all just, they've lost it. Oh, it was so funny. You know who Larry O'Connor is? I don't. He's a, a conservative radio host. Okay. He had a reverse caroning for <laughs> What do you mean? He had a mask on and somebody screamed at him out a window to take it off. A reverse Karening. <laughs> that's funny. I just started dying. I'm like, that's just funny. To a reverse Karening. A reverse but Karening is great. I, I love it. But I'm sitting, like, my whole thing was simply this. Anyone who trusts a word that comes out of Dr. Fauci's mouth at this point is stupid. Like, why yeah. that man is still on TV, I do not understand. He just lies and lies and lies and lies. Second of all, my husband and I have antibodies, which means I either had it a year ago, December, before we knew about it, or we've been exposed to it and our bodies reacted. Until the NIH or the CDC explains to me why my acquired immunity to the bug is any less effective than the vaccine, hey, even if they told me that, I wouldn't believe them. I'm not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. I... And they, they, they won't address that. They, if you're vaccinated, you all can get together. I have antibodies. <laughs> I don't need to teach my body to make them. My body already did. <laughs> There's something that really just doesn't make sense to me on this. And I'm just, I'm just, this is just being honest. And I've, I've said this before, and I know we've talked about it with this vaccine. The, 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 the older people in our population, the people with underlying conditions, you know, diabetes, and especially the overweight that they, they now know that out of all the people who have died from the Wuhan, uh, 78% of them, were overweight or obese. So we, we know who's at risk here uh, for death. And then even then, when you when you get the Wuhan, your your chances of, of beating it are like, what, 99%? It's, it's insanely high. It's insanely high. Why do we have to vaccinate anybody against this thing? I, I don't, I, they're really, 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 really pushing this vaccine thing so hard it just makes me makes me really dig in and go no 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 i i'd i'd much rather uh get it and have my own antibodies or or if i check out hopefully i don't check out 
but like there's something I, I listen, I read too many books. I, 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 I read too many, uh, like HG Wells, people like the futurists and, and, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't want to come from a place of fear, but if there's one thing that you should take away from the year 2000 and the whole Wuhan experience and then take this away from all of history, from all of history, people are capable of doing some horrifying things. And there's, there, there's always a, a righteous cause attached. They're always saving society. There's always some noble cause. But they do horrible things. Horrible, horrible, unspeakable things. And case in point, we were talking about it earlier with the stimulus bill. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats did not care if you lived or died, they did not care if you were kicked out of your home. They did not care if you couldn't afford food. They did not care. They did a calculation. We will let you suffer and perhaps die for as long as it takes so that we can get this political victory. Because with this political victory will come this giant stimulus bill, which will be for the greater good. So while people were being kicked out of their homes and unable to buy food, and were truly suffering, they didn't care. That should horrify you. That should scare you to your very core. And then and then to have the media applaud that? And then these same people who sat back and ate their ice cream and got their hair done and the laws didn't apply to them, these same people are going, oh, you got to get this vaccine. You got to get this vaccine. It's imperative. It's imperative that you get this vaccine or, or what? I got a 99% chance of living. I'm not obese. I don't have an underlying condition. I'm not amongst the elderly. Why do I, why do I need this vaccine? You have to follow orders. It's really, really scary. And I'm not, uh, I'm not into it. I'm not into it at all. Okay. Here's what's going to happen. China, 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 Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. Royals, Royals, Royals. We got some more stuff coming up. We're going to do a little blip. We're going to do a little blip. It's going to lead us into what's on the web with Paul. And then, of course, uh, we got the extra segment on Patreon. I'm inviting you now. Join us on the Patreon. We're having a good time. We're going to take a break, and then Gimlet and I will be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. 
That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! You're sticking around. We love it. So much more show coming up. But right now, the internet is a great big uh, thing. We like to focus on our little corner of it in a segment we call What's on the Web with Paul. It's the best of the internet. It's what's going on at theloftestparty.com in a segment we call What's on the Web with Paul. Dude. I'm I'm so excited for this one. We had another fantastic standout week, but I want to know what's got you jazzed. Oh, there are so many things that got me jazzed, Michael, and I'm glad to be here again. Mm-hmm. Bring it, Paul. Let's start with the serious rage stuff, and then we'll move on to some lighter stuff. <laughs> yeah. So we've got Tucker Carlson rightly noting that while the Chinese are preparing to win wars, we've got the American military doing stupid stuff. And... Despite 20 years of the Democrats undermining the American military effort against Islamic terrorism all the way, and our military leaders never having anything to say about that, Tucker Carlson suddenly has them in a unified, enraged response to him, all going after him and all attacking him. And so I couldn't let that stand. And so I wrote a post, military leaders denounce Tucker while they call troops extremists at theloftestparty.com. And that, of course, includes what I just said, but it also includes the fact that as soon as they got this this guy, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, he vowed to rid the U.S. armed forces of these right-wing Trump-supporting extremists. And no military leader was enraged about that. But hey, Tucker Carlson saying, you know what? Putting pregnant women in flight suits and sending them out to fight is not a great idea. Now they're all mad. And you've got everybody from the sergeant major to the Army to everybody else just denouncing Tucker Carlson. So you know what I say to military leaders? I'm embarrassed by you. I'm. I can't. I can't believe that you are in charge of our armed forces. And yes. but I'm not surprised because I've been writing about this stuff for a long time. In January, I wrote the Communist Revolution, a short story that showed what would happen uh, in a theoretical future. Uh, future. It was actually in response to the siege. Remember the siege movie back in the '90s? Mm-hmm. I believe it had Denzel Washington in it, or maybe not, but it definitely. Yeah, I think it did. Or yeah. Bruce Willis, somebody in it. But anyway, that was my response to it. And a bunch of other stuff I've written over the years have said, you know what? Our military leadership is going downhill. No surprises, but um, I just couldn't let that stand. What are your thoughts on it since I've just rambled on for a long well, time? Well, I'm, I'm so I'm so glad you wrote it because uh, I watched the Tucker piece as well. And people who listen to the podcast, they know that anybody anybody with a brain in their head, anybody who's not just just gobbling up, you know, what what the what legacy media is telling them. When when push comes to shove, and this is what Tucker was saying, and this is like we all have to be in this this. We, there's a couple places where we all have to be in the same reality, and one of the places that we have to be in the same reality is our military and its job of defending our borders and being able to win wars and keep us safe. That's it. And if you don't have the best people in there, the most physically fit people, and all this stuff, while well, we're arguing about, hey, maybe we should pay for transgender surgeries. China's working on super soldiers. Like they're not, they're not messing around. They're not playing no, they this are naive not. game. And so, uh, certainly, Tucker Carlson is not the enemy here. Okay, 
we we got to move on. It's a great it's a great piece. People should read it, and people should be uh people should be aware. People should be concerned. What's next, guy? What we're moving on to next is three posts that kind of go together, all written by you. First one is what's chapping my ass, and then we've had Pepe Le Pew on the stimulus bill. That's a video, and we have the horrible truth behind BS polls propaganda works. And the reason I throw all them together is they all involve the the so-called stimulus bill. And then what's chapping my ass includes House Resolution 1. So the only thing I really had to say about that, because I want to hear some more of your thoughts, is that the stimulus bill, which is $2 trillion, 1.9, we'll call it $2 trillion, that's not even the budget. That's not even the budget for this year or whenever they pass it next. That's just the so-called stimulus bill. It's out of control. And so I wanted to hear more of your thoughts on that. Okay, this is the, the, I'm going to try to uh, distill everything down. I'm going to try to distill it all down. When Biden was running against Trump, and and the Stacy and I talked about this. The Gimlet and I did a lot of a lot of hours on the podcast about this. I always said my concern was if the media can drag this old dude across the line. If media and big tech team up and they can drag this fool that is Biden across the line and they did it and they did it they did it they did it I'm putting election stuff aside I'm putting mail-in ballots aside they able to they were able to do it what they've done with this so-called stimulus bill is beyond criminal to me it's it 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 flipped a switch in my head that this it's it's much worse than I thought they keep coming you, you you keep some here's the headline they keep pushing your $1400 check when can you get it your $14 check when do you when can you expect it oh biden's going to get you $1400 now let's put aside that he promised 2000 the money that they've spent the, if if you can the, the message coming from the right should be they've wasted all your money you are now in debt just for this just for this little check that you're going to get if you get a check for 1400, you automatically owe 5700. Now, that number actually goes up because not that many people pay federal tax. I think it's about half of the population pays federal tax. So it's, the the number's really closer to 11 grand. It's like a payroll tax scheme. We're going to give you 1400, you owe us 11 grand because we want to pay for schools in 8 years. We want to pay for this, we want to pay for that. This is big government at its worst colluding with the media, colluding with big tech, and they're putting this positive spin. And you keep seeing these pundits going, oh, Americans overwhelmingly support this. Americans have been out, been out of work for a year. Yes, they, they overwhelmingly support getting a little bit of money. But the vast majority of Americans just don't realize how they just made their entire situation worse. And this changes the face of America. This is bigger than Obamacare. And we're, we're going to need conservatives to uh, – and this is where the Pepe Le Pew comes into it. Yes, I'm pissed off about Pepe Le Pew. I'm pissed off about Spider-Man – not Spider-Man, but, but, but Peter Pan. I'm pissed off about Dr. Seuss and all that stuff. However, you got to put that aside for a minute, kids. We have to figure out a way to stop this stuff and because it's going to be an avalanche. Nancy Pelosi is no f- freaking moron. She remembers passing Obamacare like it was yesterday, and everybody needs to remember they did that in the middle of the night. They bribed people, the Louisiana uh, purchase, all these huge, giant bribes. She will do whatever it takes. The progressives might not be that happy. 
But while the GOP had tons of infighting and they wouldn't let Trump do his wall and the tax cuts, we were told, oh, we can only do the tax cuts and they can't be permanent. The Democrat Party is going to come on like a freight train, like a freight train. We need all hands on deck. I don't know what you got to do to get Kristen Sinema's vote. I don't know what you got to do to get Joe Manchin's vote, but you better do something and you better do it now. I don't want to hear any more about Pepe Le Pew. I want to hear about how are you going to save America as we know it. Oh, I could go off. That's an hour. It's an hour right there. Absolutely. And it, all I can say is people need to go watch the video and read those two posts. I could go off with you, but we don't have time. So I know. Sorry, on. guy. Great okay. stuff. Sleepy Joe's big speech. I watched that video in full and funny. People can go see that. That's all I got to <laughs> go. <to sleep. laughs> That's all I need. That's so, all I need. Go see that. Then we're going on to uh, Lisa Kay. She wrote Intellectual Stimulation for Awesome Women. You know, the loftestparty.com puts a lot of uh, women posts out there. What are you wearing? Body paint, Miss Buffalo Pip, the Chip 2020, the Three Beads of Summer, b 2 Bikinis and Bottoms. So Lisa Kay wrote Intellectual Stimulation for Awesome Women, which goes in the opposite direction. Basically, that is a bunch of stuff about men. People can go check that stuff out. We had a few little comments that we were going back and forth there. We, meaning uh, we writers at the Loftus Party, it's pretty self-explanatory. Go see it. There's a picture there that is so cool, and it was the one that she used for uh, the, the cover of the post. And she's posted this before because I always do this. I'll do like Saturday booty, and it's always like a, a funny, sexy, you know, nice, nice booty. She did an answer to one of those. It's this guy. He's like a gunner on this World War II. They're on a bomb run, I guess, in the South Pacific or whatever. And the story behind the photo is is pretty cool. These guys had come in. Their their bomber had been all shot up. Dudes, they rescued a bunch of guys. They dragged them onto the on the plane. They had to make their way out of there. And this one guy, I think, because it was so hot, he had taken off his shirt. But then he took off his his uh, his pants. Well, he actually you, went into the water. That's why he was naked. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great story, and it's like, what a cool dude. What a cool dude. So he's standing at his gun, just naked as the day he was born. The guy's probably passed away now. If he's alive, he'd be he'd be like 97. But just like I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a cool photo. It's a cool photo. Other good stuff there too. You got a Keanu Reeves video, interesting stuff there. Go people should go check it out, loftusparty.com. Yeah. Then we've got next up is Oprah and the Royal Memes Roundup by Cranky Gordon. Funny stuff there. The only thing I really gotta say about that is I didn't watch that interview because it didn't interest me. But, man, those three people, Harry and Megan and, and Oprah, there's some three unlikable people there. And, and I know people will say, Oprah's not unlikable. Okay, sure, whatever. Anyway, um, going on, going on beyond, beyond, past that, again, Oprah and the Royals meme roundup by Cranky Gordon. Visit theloftestparty.com for more about that. Want to make sure I catch – um, this is a new a new contributor to theloftestparty.com. I want to make sure I'm saying his name right. Jake Inarino, is that correct? Yeah, Inarino. Inarino. Okay. So um, I'll just be very brief because then you can go into it because you know him. But anyway, he's a comedian. But I also noticed during his prediction for the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight, he was wearing a, a Gracie shirt. That would be the, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu family. Yeah. Quite Gracie is the guy I always think of. But anyway, I want to talk a little bit more about Jake and what, what he's going to be doing at theloftestparty.com. Okay, so check this out, and, and, then, and then we'll wrap it up here because there's so much show. But here's the great thing. I've known, I've known uh, Jason Anarino. Some people call him Jake. Uh, he's, going by, he's going by the name Mr. Right in his, 
because he's doing sports predictions and he's doing uh, MMA stuff. So back in the day, this is uh, anyway, back in the day, uh, the, the very first UFC event happened, Ultimate Fighter. OK. And uh, and so he was ahead of the curve on this. Uh, Jason was. He was ahead of the curve. He's like, we got to watch this. We got to watch this. We got to watch this. So we did the pay-per-view and we watched it and it was just astounding. You know, it's like the only the only rule was like no eye gouging and no biting because people could, you know, get it, get infected. But immediately I was like, this is the best thing ever. This is honest. This is not like boxing. This is like, who's going to win a street fight? Okay. Now in the I think it was like the next UFC or maybe it was the, no, it was the first UFC. This little dude, this little tiny guy, Hoist Gracie won. He beat everybody. He's like, like five foot four, five foot five. He's this little tiny dude. And he was doing this new style of fighting, Brazilian street fighting, which was like jujitsu and mixed with other stuff. He took on everybody. It was, he, you, you never saw knockouts, but he would, like, get on your back, never let go, choke you out with your own gi. He would just put you in an arm bar and lay down. It was amazing. So they had they had to adjust the rules of the of uh, UFC to accommodate for this style of fighting. They beat everybody. They beat kung fu. They beat boxers. They beat sumo guys. They beat everybody. So it's a big family, the Gracie family. And they've developed their own style of fighting. So now, um, my buddy Jason, he studies with the one of the one of the Gracies uh, uh, family members uh, in a gym. He's he's way into this stuff, and he he's, he's got really good insights into up and coming fighters. And he he'll make predictions on fights and their styles. He's got some super funny videos. At one point, he's got a video with over like a million views. He challenged uh, Grandpa Gracie. Grandpa Gracie's like 70-some years old. And Jason's been studying <laughs> with these guys. And he's like, I'll post. I'll, I'll, make, I'll make him post it next week. He challenges this old guy to a fight. Old guy, of course, just whoops his ass. And I, <laughs> and I, I cannot recommend this style of fighting enough. Uh, and kids can learn it. And, and he's got women are doing it. It is um, – what's, what's, uh, what's the Israeli – uh, fighting, but they teach the the military there. Krav I don't know, Krav. it's like Krav, Krav Maga or something like that, but I don't Krav, know if I said that right. Yeah, Krav Maga is is really good. Krav Maga is really good, and I, I have friends who do Taekwondo and all that stuff. Those are all great. I would take I would take somebody who knows Krav Maga, uh, Krav Maga over uh, Kung Fu or Taekwondo. However, over Krav Maga, I would take somebody who knows uh, this Gracie style. Uh, Brazilian uh, street fighting, this Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you will, it's, I'm thinking about getting into it. I'm thinking about learning it. Just, it's just, it's, you're going to get into a street fight and, and you will win. You can defend yourself. Now, ultimately you're going to want a gun too, but anyway, I was going to say, I was going to take Indiana Jones with a revolver for my choice. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good call. That's always a good call. But like, if you're out and about without your gun, and you find yourself in a situation, hey, uh, it would it never occurred to me before I started watching these these videos and stuff that nothing hits harder than the ground. Nothing hits harder than the ground when you're squaring off to box somebody and you don't have boxing skills and it's a street fight. But 
Just wrap them up and throw them to the ground. You're not going to punch them harder than the ground is going to hit them. So anyway, it's great. It's wonderful. He's already making uh, predictions on fights. He's a funny guy. The videos are awesome. I invite everybody. And, uh, and welcome. Welcome aboard to the Loftus Party, uh, uh, Mr. Wright. Yeah, we could go on along about that, too. I know we ran out of time. I just got to get one last thing in. Do There's it. a post up called Bleeding Fool covers Thor versus the Valkyries. That's my story. But I have to give a shout out to Bleeding Fool. That is a comic book and geek culture website. So I thank him for that, first of all, for doing the, the coverage of my new story. But also, if you're interested, if our listeners are interested in comic book and geek culture, which can include movies as well, a website, and you want something that's not going to pound you overhead with wokeness and social justice, go to Bleeding Fool. Uh, just go to the website, theloftestparty.com. It links right to that site. It's a good site for people to visit. Have to get a shout out to them again for what they do and for covering Thor versus the Valkyries. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to pimp a couple things uh, from my side. Uh, video games, you guys. Video games, cinematography, lighting, art direction. Look at a video I posted called The Beauty of the Ghost of Tushima. Good video. It's, Good video. Oh, my gosh. It's one of those video games, and there's a few. There's only a handful. It's just glorious. It, you you want to pause it. You want to pause the game and go, I need a print of that. I would hang that on my wall. It's how glorious it is. And then uh, check out this other one. Pink Kiss has a great idea. That's all I'm going to say. Pink Kiss has a great idea. If you're involved in social media, if you've got Instagram, if you want to be an influencer, check out the the post. Pink Kiss has a great idea. Okay, Paul, another uh, rollicking good week. Um, uh, welcome aboard, Mr. Wright, Jason Anarino. We're doing good stuff. We're growing. It's happening. We love you. Yep. yep, it was fun. Another fast edition of What's on the Web with Paul. Woohoo! I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Michael. I like that segment. I really do. And and some at some point, we're just going to have to do a free-for-all. You, me, and Paul, and we're just going to have to just go full tilt boogie and just talk about the stories that we saw on the internet. I think that'd be a great special. We should do that. Um, so thanks for sticking around. We, we, we have to give lip service to this before we go into the Patreon segment. I'll do a little bit of it. The, uh, the whole uh, Meghan Markle, Oprah Winfrey... Uh, Piers Morgan of it all because there is uh, there is some important stuff like uh, the whole thing was ridiculous to me I'm not a big royals guy I don't you know the royal family whatever I know some people love them that's great that's your deal you know that's 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 your jam do your thing I've never liked the queen of England more this this lady it's gonna be I'll be bummed I'll be bummed when when Queenie Von Queenie uh passes away that lady has put up with more bs in her life and she it it never ends like she she's born and all of a sudden hitler and then and after that it's communism and then after that it's this guy's going off the rails and after that prince charles is doing lady die and then after that lady die she has like uh, like these little tiny windows of happiness and then and then more uh baloney uh hits the fan this whole megan markle interview was just i was shocked oprah's better than this oprah didn't get listen oprah didn't get where she is without having talent and without having an inquisitive mind but when megan markle is sitting there and she goes yeah then a, a member of the royal family did this really really racist thing a member of the royals 
asked me this extremely racist question about what oh the skin color of the baby and when oprah doesn't do the follow-up that everybody everybody's like thinking it who who said that who she didn't ask the question which which puts me right with piers morgan the reason oprah didn't ask the question is because she knows it probably didn't happen and Meghan Markle knows it didn't happen, and she's just making it up. And until you can start saying who said what and when, I don't believe you. So Piers Morgan, outrage, outrage in jolly old England, and they he must resign, and he stepped down, and he did the coolest thing. Like, I don't like, he's got some, some stances that I don't dig, you know, on the Second Amendment, and yada, yada, yada. But his tweet the following day, after he stepped down, was just suitable for framing. So he leaves. And then his, his tweet the next day, he's like, you know, I spent the night thinking about this. Uh, and, and I really, really thought about it a lot, about my opinion and what I said and how I said it and where I stand. And uh, I changed nothing. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing it, but it was the perfect setup. Like, I've thought about this. I've really given it a great deal of thought. And I was right. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. This whole thing with this, these, these, uh, this, there's no pot of gold, this critical race theory, not for normal people. The pot of gold is for the socialists. That's for the socialists. There's inequality everywhere. And if you, if you deny it exists, you're racist. And if you agree it exists, you're racist, 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 and yada, yada, yada. Oh, and, uh, that, that little nugget was tucked into the stimulus bill. That one was horrible. If you were a uh, if you're a farmer and you are a person of color, uh, you get uh, a huge like 120. I think it's just free money. It's like a 120 percent guaranteed loan for X amount of dollars. There's billions of dollars in this fund. If you're a white farmer, you get nothing. You get nothing because white privilege is real and life is easier for you. So the federal government, and somebody has to sue about this. I can't believe there's not a lawsuit already about this. The checks are going to be going going out. If you're a farmer and your skin is a different color, you're going to get this huge boon, this huge cash influx, which uh, I think every farmer might want. But no, the federal government has, has decided that white people don't get that money. That's horrible. That's horrible. It's a, and I still have a few things to say about the stimulus bill that I'll do in the Patreon segment. Love it. But all that was, was a payoff to farmers in Georgia specifically to try to get Warnock elected again in two years. It's, uh, there's, it's, it's Game of Thrones, man. There's, there's plots within plots and it's just not good for anybody. The graft to the unions is insane. I saw this terrifying tweet. I saw this deeply, deeply disturbing, terrifying tweet. Uh, It was from a big union guy. And he's like, we all need to celebrate this stimulus bill because this does more for unions. This does more for uh, teachers unions. This does more for Obamacare Mm -hmm. and these policies than we'll ever see in our lifetime. This is like they, this dude was doing a little victory lap talking about this is the moment in his opinion where it's like, this is the moment where, where big government has planted their flag. This is the, this is the one where Uh 
they're we, where they're declaring like we have won. Now they just got to follow through. And and that's why in the previous segment, I'm like, we got it like it wasn't popular to go after Obamacare and try to rip it down. It was not popular at all. Trump did the very hard thing. And there's going to be some people don't expect to have a long career, but we're going to need some we're going to need some people in the GOP to get in there, fight like blazes, do the right thing. You're going to fall on your sword and and then we're going to have to make sure that you've got a career afterwards and you don't get canceled and all that stuff. But this is now this is now bigger than politics. This is in and this is no hyperbole. This is this is literally about our way of life. This is about saving the nation. And being a, a free society. Okay, I have uh, some more uh, stimulus bill stuff. We got to talk more about uh, China and what's really going on there, and our military, and uh, and Swalwell staying on these committees. And then we've got stuff about oh, I got a I got a censorship story that'll tickle your funny bone. There's going to be a ton of great stuff over on the Patreon segment. Oh, uh, with the Zack Snyder Justice League update too. So come on. Go on over there, go to Patreon, sign up, bing, bong, boom. Every week there's additional uh, content. That's where Gimlin and I are heading now, and then we're wearing next to nothing. And there will be uh, honey-roasted peanuts. (laughs) See ya. See ya.